So, Michael, what's been going on, man? Well, been uh, working on uh, trying to get ready for the uh, for the big conference coming up, and looking at uh, who's who's attending. And looks like it's something I've never been to before. You know, it never experienced. Uh, you guys are definitely offering something different. And I'm looking forward to that. I, I appreciate that, Michael. That's uh, very nice of you to say. And and, and I think uh, I think it will be a good time. I'm excited to have you guys there. And um, you know, I think. One of the things that I kind of, I, I, I might, you and me, you might need to knock me off my soapbox here at some point or, or both of us off our soapbox. But this is, I think what you do is something that people either love it or they're indifferent on it. Like, but the idea of helping agents, right? And helping agents when they're not able to help themselves. I don't know if that's a proper representation. But just the idea of, of what you guys kind of do at Insure Response of, 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 um, of filling the gaps, right? What, right. You know, what, like, where did you, where, what made you get into this business in the first place? Because there's nothing really, you know, all that interesting about answering a phone on a holiday about an insurance call. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I try to explain to people, uh, what I do and, and I've talked to school groups on career day and, and I can guarantee you nobody ever grows up. Nobody says I want to run a call center when I grow up. It's just not in the, uh, in the list of cool things to do. Uh, but I did find myself in the business after I got out of the military and, uh, we saw an, some opportunities and needs in a couple of different areas. Um, insurance being one of them. I started the company, um, in 1999 and within the first six months, saw that there were um, insurance uh, companies and agencies that you know advertised, and uh, you know they were no, they had the 800 numbers out there, and um, you know so we started making contact with them and finding out that there was a need. And what we tried to do was um, find out um, what they wanted, as opposed to saying you know here's here's what we will do. Uh, kind of take it or leave it, and, and we've, it's been a definitely an evolving product. The biggest hurdle, I guess, to overcome, it's been funny, we've gone to, to state uh, uh, trade shows and whatnot for state associations over the years and uh, talked to a lot of folks face-to-face, and you tell them that, you know, hey, we're, you know, 24-7 call center service. We can uh, take calls during the day or after hours. We've got licensed staff. We can do, uh, you know, basically what you want from just being basic answering service to actually providing quotes and, and binding uh, binding policies when you're not there. And uh, the thing that would always drive me crazy would somebody would look at me and nod and go, that's a great concept. And and I would immediately kind of step it up and go, it, it's not a concept, it's for real. <laughs> it's way past it's way past the concept yeah. stage here. Um, and then, you know, understanding that the agents, the independent agents feel uh, just as protective about their agency and their business that they've grown um, as, as I do about, the, you know, the, the company that, uh, that, that we are and that we've become. Um, and that's helped a lot because it, it tells, tells me that you've got to overcome, first of all, that, uh, you know, it's like, it's like when the building's on fire and the fireman's there and, and, and you know, you're like, you know, they're they're holding their baby, and you say, you know, let the baby go. I'll take it. Uh, they don't want to let go of the baby. It's their baby. Yeah. Um, if they can get past that um, 
that initial reluctance about nobody can handle my customers as <laughs> yeah. well as I do, yeah. which is true. If they can get past that initial reluctance and see the benefit uh, and the efficiency behind you know, outsourcing some of the functions and letting them focus and their staff focus on what it is they do best. Um, we've had a lot of customers that have really taken advantage of that and, and grown their book, um, grown their business, opened additional offices, um, and and uh, you know and gotten a life <laughs> because they're not tied to right. a cell phone or the office uh, all the time. Well, yeah, you know, and I think that's that's really I think the first question, you know, because I think you know it, it's a very polarizing conversation, right? You know, there's a handful of agents that you know they understand this like it's part of who they are and what they do. It's part of their DNA, and it makes sense to them. But there's a lot I've heard. I'm sure you've heard this countless times, but it's I will never outsource my service or I will never use a call center. I'll never use a service center, whatever those things. I will never do this. And I feel like that's a very limited sort of approach, but that's also the same person at the same time that isn't really hiring. You know, they're not scaling the operation, right? They're just letting their people do the same stuff that they've always done. And I think that's the bigger conversation. Um, you know, first, I guess, uh, have you, have you noticed any sort of commonalities to where that person maybe changes their mind or what is that what is that i will never use this thing where does that usually end up is that just that that's that's the way they're going to be or have you seen people come around to the idea if you know they've had a little more exposure to the possibilities because i think it maybe results in a lack of imagination on again like you said uh, on what that augmentation can look like oh yeah definitely um it's it's um it's not a. It's not a. It's not a matter of, um, you know, the initial conversation. Somebody says, "Great, sign me up." I think I can count on one hand the number of agent agent conversations I've had where the the call ends with, uh, "I want to do this. Send me send me the paperwork." Um, we've got several who will call and get information and will follow up. You know, and I, I I'm not the kind of person to you know we're not going to nag people to death, but we do like to follow up because we know they get busy. Um, to see if they're still interested, and literally have have customers today that took six months to a year from the initial conversation to to finally they'll call. Usually the conversation is something along the lines of, "Hey, do you remember me?" Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm at I'm at the point I have to, I have to do something. Yep. Um, it, it, it's 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 a it's a uh, a matter of of realizing it. Um, at some point where you, you reach out or you're curious enough to, to ask the questions, get the information, and to think, mm, maybe, but I really don't want to. I don't want to admit that, that uh, either I, I need, that, uh, need that extra help or that you know, I can't handle it or my staff can't handle it. Um, but I guess it kind of plants a seed and it's in the back of, back of their mind. And then a lot of times there's that thing that happens uh, that event that causes them to say, you know, gee, if I had had this in place, um, life could have been a whole lot better for me. <laughs> and then, and then the relationship starts. And, and it is, you know, we I do look at it as it's, it's a relationship. We start out at whatever level they're comfortable with. You know, how much, you know, where, where's your biggest need? What can we help you um, take off your plate? Is it just taking calls after hours with people who understand insurance and can ask? The questions that you want asked—it's—it's it's not um, cookie cutter scripted. We do have plenty of you know uh, templates that we can offer for people, but almost everybody has something different about their their business that, that they want included. So we build a profile um, 
on each customer, uh, each client. And when their callers, you know, call in, we answer the phone, um, you know, with a branded greeting as as their agency, just like they would answer it. They tell us, you know, use these words when they call. Um, you know, we record all of the calls, and uh, so they can always hear what we've done, how we've interacted with their customers. Um, but the, you know, the most important thing is we build that profile to follow the processes as they want them followed. Um, you know, it's even down to the small things, like uh, if a customer calls and says, I need to come in tomorrow, how do I find your office? And we've got directions that might include, you know, you, you turn at the laundromat uh, at the third light on such and such street so that it's yeah. it's not just, you know, here's our address, find us. Um, so so it's it's a little more personal than that, and it's a lot it's a lot uh, you know there's a lot of attention given to the transparency, um, even down to the training our agents to refer to um, them you know refer to their business as we or you know we will do this, not they will do that. Um, so that yeah. Well, you know, I think that's I think that's really important stuff because, you know, one, I think you hit on something, too, that a lot of agencies struggle with just, you know, from my limited observations is the fact of even having the process for the thing. Right. I'm sure you probably run run up Mm -hmm. against that quite a bit to where, you know, you say, oh, well, you know, we'll follow any process that you guys have or want. But the problem is there's usually not a lot of process in place there. And, And I would say back to the idea of you know, elevating the people that you, you know, taking, uh, taking advantage of their physical proximity to the agency, you know, those people, again, probably can be doing higher value tasks associated with that, you know, kind of ge- geographical strength than, you know, what you guys are able to provide at a, at a much lower cost because it is, it is, you know, kind of streamlined and, and made more to be more efficient. Have you found that to be true? And, and what are maybe some of those higher value tasks that you've seen people elevate their their internal staff to once they've been able to offload some of the more routine and regular things yeah the the customers our customers that that get the most out of of what we of what we offer we've got customers that have been customers for 15 years and more um, that are are heavy what we call it you know heavy user of, of the service but you know we we take the call we provide call notes uh, if you give us access to your AMS, we'll go in your AMS and perform the function so that you don't have the, the data entry on your end to, to, to do it over again. Uh, we just become an extension um, of, of their office. Um, and uh, it's, you know, as far as the processes go, you know, once we've got access, as much access as, as they want to allow, and some will give us access to absolutely everything, we just become a staffing resource at that point, uh, except that we have – Two locations. We have, you know, battery backup and and generators. Um, we can staff for weather events so that um, having someone there to answer the phone is never an issue. You don't have to worry about people calling in sick or or wanting to take vacation because our staff is always there. And if at times you need to use us more than uh, than at other times, uh, your your folks need to go to you know CE or you want to plan some other event away. Um, but normally, what happens is is their staff will come in in the morning, check the call notes or the records that, that we've processed overnight, and they'll see what, you know, who I need to follow up on. Um, you know, this, 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 a, this customer, um, you know, we went to a certain point with their call, and they need to be called. And, and where it really works best is, obviously, as an independent agent, they want to start building that relationship with a customer right away. So if it's a new customer, it's, 
it's they're going to reach out to them, find out is there anything else I can do do for you, because when they call and we handle the, that call, we're going to handle it all the way through the best of our ability. But where they come in is they're immediately going to start thinking about what other what other policies can I offer this customer to make sure that they are properly covered um, that you know we might not get into. Uh, we can mention to them what's available or take information and make sure it's passed on. But it's that follow-up, um, uh, you know, and, and building the relationship. And then if it's an existing customer, it's it's a huge retention tool for them to be able to handle something um, right away, uh, whether it's at night or, you know, say on the weekends. One of the largest parts of the business that we do for a lot of our customers is they have relationships with um, car dealers. And, you know, people shop for cars on the weekend. And even Sundays, it's amazing how much volume we do on a Sunday morning. Um, but people will call, and you know they've got a um, a car they want to buy, and of course the dealer wants to make that sale right away, and they're going to push them to call and get the insurance, uh, you know, uh, on that on that vehicle, or or get proof of insurance or whatever it is they have to have. And if they can't get it, um, you know, from from their agent when they need it, they're going to be encouraged to, you know, maybe do something crazy like call a lizard <laughs> and, uh, you know, and you might lose the business or at least part of the business because people want it now. And that's what we're all about is being able to provide more than just taking a message. We can actually perform the transaction, whether it's take a payment process an endorsement. Um, and it's funny, we've got some customers who say, no, I don't want you to process endorsements. Uh, I want to handle those myself. And we've got others who say, yeah, we want you to take payments and process endorsements. I want my staff to sell, cross-sell, get new business. So it's what's the strength of their staff? Where do they see them you know, best, um, you know, best utilized? Yeah. And how can, we help, how can we help augment that? Because you know every everybody's staff is a little bit different. They might have a strong service person and they need help in the sales area, and, or vice versa. Um, so yeah, it's certainly never a good day when you have to talk about buying insurance from a reptile. I mean, it's just not usually what we like to talk about around these parts. But I mean, if it you know whatever. I think so. Here's this is a simple example. I like to you know you provided one with the dealership, right? Like that's you know oftentimes people are car shopping on the weekends. But even more simply than that, something that happens every single month all the time is um, renewals, right? A simple renewal process right. of, of, and this is more on the being proactive, and this is going out and, and uh, again, chasing you know, um, and retaining clients as opposed to reacting to calls that are coming in. But just a simple, and I've used this example for a long time, and this is something I think you, know, you guys are, you, you excel at, if, if I remember from one of our previous conversations, is you know, there's nothing that, that, that can be said that you guys have different options of how far you could take it. You know, Hey, you just give me some quotes up to, you know, increases on 10% and above. And, and, you know, do you just want them right. dropped on your desk? Do you want them reached out? You know, do you want us to reach out to the client, set up some initial appointment? Like really, I mean, the, the sky's the limit on that, but even just something as simple as that, I mean, uh, what, what is that? What is just that, that level of, of kind of automation, that task automation on, on a retention piece look like for agents just that, that that simple thing yeah well we can you can approach that a lot of different ways um, we've got you know a, a state-of-the-art uh, phone switch that can make you know outbound outbound dialing campaigns where you load in the customers numbers and tell us you know about when you want the calls made and there can, and it can be as simple as a reminder recording that they can record themselves so it's in their voice you know 
Um, we make the calls out and, and it says, you know, you're you're up for renewal. Um, you know, uh, and if you're going to do it a week in advance, say, you know, in the next seven days, and either come by the office or press one now to talk to an agent. And our switch, if they just choose to press, you know, press one while that recording's playing, it'll connect to one of our centers, and um, you know, we can handle it right then. Um, or we can do it in a more, you know, more traditional way of having a list if you want a live, a live outbound call um, where we make calls to people. And, you know, we have a, a system set up where we'll make a call. And like you said, they'll, um, they'll, they'll give us access either to the MS or they'll send us the list and say, here's the list I want you to call or I want you to go in and run the list, call the ones that meet this criteria, like you said, you know, uh, under a 10% uh, increase and, and then we're going to handle you know the other ones or maybe we're going to shop them or something, um, and you know it can be it can be a large uh, a large chunk of of work off their off their day because we're going to do it um, you know kind of routinely and everything we do gets logged um, so that you've got reports and and you, you can always keep track on on what we're doing. And of course, you have a, a you know an account manager that if there's ever an issue, you, you just call the account manager. We deal with our staff. We deal with anything that needs to be changed if there's training or, or whatever. And you know, and, and we we tell folks we're not we're not perfect. We're not going to claim to be perfect. Um, but what we are is we have the flexibility to to evolve the the scope of the, of the services that we're offering. So that if you decide that uh, you know, hey, we didn't cover this on the initial setup, but yeah. you know, I'd rather you handle these situations in this way. That's an easy change. We make the change, we send out the, the change to the staff, we follow up, make sure that everybody's you know on the same sheet of music, if you will, yeah. um, so that whenever a customer calls, they get the same answers, they get this uh, consistent response, and and it's you know, and when we're really big on um, on customer service. Uh, our, our tagline on my business card says a customer service operation like no other. Um, we use a cert, we use a, um, a training technique um, that was a, a, a course that was developed some years ago. It's an acronym called MAGIC, and it stands for Making a Great Impression on the Customer. So initial training for all of our agents is, um, I think it's probably in the end of the first day or maybe the beginning of the second day of training, and everybody gets a week of training before they ever start talking to customers. And then... Um, you know, but that early part of it is how to make a great impression on the customer, and there, there, there are tips and tricks that everybody's probably familiar with. But we know that that getting that in, um, imbued in people early on in our employees that that this is what we do. You know, we we treat every customer, you know, with respect. We do we try to do everything we can to resolve every customer's issue. Um, courtesies are big. Um, you never have a you, you never say what you can't do. You, you you tell them what you can do for them. That kind of thing. You know we're all familiar with it, but it's part of the culture that that we offer. Um, because if you take care of that caller, that customer, everything else is kind of going to take care of itself. If they're happy, then we know our clients that have hired us to take their customers' calls are going to be happy too. Um, but uh, that's. Well, yeah, and you know, I think I think all that's you know that's all very you know important stuff and. I just want to dive in even further, you know, just to like, again, fine tuning, just, you know, just kind of spitballing ideas that are possible. And I think this is where I think a lot of agents struggle with, you know, how to even just the creativity of, of, of saying, well, you know, they're, they're used to dealing with a limited sort set of resources, right? Um, you know, even, even to something as simple as to say, you know, back to that, let's just use a 10% threshold, right? We're going to say, maybe we're going to quote the, 
you know, maybe we're going to quote, you know, 10% and over, right? And maybe we're going to try and our objective is to set up a call with, with the agent, the preferred agent, right, of, of the agency. Right. But even let's say the 10% or under, you could, you know, set up a task, we'll just say, that would allow some sort of outreach, right? Hey, just, just call and touch base with these people. Hey, just want to let you know your renewal's coming up. Um, maybe inform them of the new price. I don't know if, you know, an agent wants to do that. Or it's, hey, listen, do you have any questions? Would you, would you like me to set up a call with you know, Agent Smith or whatever, whatever. Sounds a little more government uh, issue than anything, but, uh, <laughs> men in black. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean, you know what I mean? Like, like, like even something as simple as that, just to say, like, allowing you to deal with, you know, and, and get to the root of of problems before they start, right? Because if if somebody that that's in the ten percent and under camp that for whatever reason isn't happy with something, you know, you're going to have a much better chance of of again deploying these resources to kind of sniff out these these potential problems before they become bigger problems and then turn into lost accounts. Exactly. And we've done campaigns even where we do um a satisfaction survey. Um, you know, and it can be a it can be a one time thing or, or just a, a once in a while thing where we do exactly like you mentioned, we we call um and follow up on issues that maybe they've had in the past or if um they want uh, a customer that's been handled in an office to be followed up on uh, to see how their offices are handling, you know, dealing with people face to face and getting feedback. Because uh, you know, if you if you ask a person while they're sitting there, they're going to tell you everything's great. Um, what you don't want is for them to leave with, uh, you know, an unresolved problem in the back of their mind or something that they uh, thought about later and, and they, they they don't call back and um, and it just get, and it becomes a stale issue that never gets resolved. Yeah, and that's 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 the silent but deadly, right? The silent killer sort of thing, and 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 uh, it's, it, this is where I think it's it's such a big kind of mental roadblock for I'm going to say a large chunk of the industry, and and it's something that I think we need to kind of start saying. You know, we have, uh, and again, I think we're we're got it, it's bad rap. Tell me if I'm wrong on this, Michael. Is that you know we we we're coming out of an age that you know you didn't have the ability to have a bunch of different touch points with a client that phone call was it, right? You know, or that, that trip right. into the office was it. But now there's there's interactions on social media, there's email, there's, you know, videos. There's a million different ways in which you can kind of interact with somebody that, that might even be more dynamic than than that phone call, right? That renewal phone call. Um, is it maybe just this transition period that we're kind of getting through? And, and that's, I just said, maybe that's where my frustration, like I said, is coming from, um, is that it's 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 just kind of, deploying that imagination across the entire spectrum of communication and how we can, um, I guess, maximize our efficiency? You know, I, I, I think there is a lot of that um, because there are so many ways to communicate um, and, and for many, you know, many ways for customers to, to want to reach you. And we're, you know, we're able to, to handle most of those types of, we, we call them interactions. Um, you know, however the customer wants to initiate contact um, we can help with that, but the phone the phone seems to be still the most popular um, now of course, cell phones make it uh, e- easier for somebody to call from wherever whenever um, and and a lot of times it's it, you know sitting and waiting in uh, for an appointment or something and you realize you need to check on something so they're going to call and but they but they want it they want the call answered quickly they want the issue resolved quickly because they're they're doing two or three things they're multitasking um you know chat has been uh one of those things that everybody asks about but very few customers actually use it 
um, in this setting. Uh, in larger larger companies and whatnot, when they're retail retail shopping, they might be, but uh, we haven't seen a big demand for things like chat. But you know, I I, I remember back you know trip down memory lane back when. I was looking at starting uh, Insight now, now Insure Response uh, for this product, um, and people were like, you know, everything's going to the internet. People aren't going to want to call call centers anymore. Um, you're you're going into a dying business, and you know, 20 years later, um, you know, things have changed, but the one thing that hasn't changed is that people want to talk to a person. Um, they want to. Um, you know, ask questions and have them have them answered, um, and they uh, they want the empathy that they can't get from an automated response. You know, AI is great and it can do a lot of things, um, but it doesn't satisfy the the basic human need for uh, knowing that somebody's listening uh, to what it is you really need, which is a huge part of the independent agent's reason for existing, um, because they are getting the customers that aren't comfortable just being, yeah. um, you know, part of the, part of the herd. Um, and, and every, everybody, I think everybody can appreciate that aspect of it. Yeah. One, well, you know, I think, Michael, I, I think you get to take the award for the most prepared podcast guest in, in, uh, in episode history and show history, because, uh, you, you dropped a stat on me <laughs> that I found, I found interesting, right? You'd said to me that, uh, 68% of people still, um, prefer to contact customer service by phone. More interestingly enough, right. 86% of people will hang up if they hit voicemail, right? Um, yeah, 86% hang up if they get a voicemail. Um, it's just, I'll, I'll, I'll try later or I'll go somewhere else. And well, that is not the reaction people want. No, well, and that's the other thing, too. It's, you'd, mentioned, you'd said something I can't remember exactly right, right before, but uh, you know, this is a conversation of, can you give somebody what they want and or need, right? And if, if, if we're just simply talking about off hours, right? <laughs> and let's not even start the fact that, you know, it, most insurance agencies shouldn't operate nine to five. They should operate more on retail hours. But I mean, that's a whole nother podcast for another day, Michael. We don't need to get into that. <laughs> but, um, right. but the fact of if you're, you know, we're just talking about doing the stuff that you are not doing right now, right? Just the, the, the after five, the on the weekends, you know, instead of again coming in on Saturday or whatever you said, right? Like, there's just the ability to handle that, and and not pay f like to have somebody in the office the whole time, right? If if the phone only rings three times on the Saturday, you're only going to get you know charged for that three times the phone rings, not for the eight hours that the person was there or whatever, right? So I mean, I think we're talking about picking up stuff that is already falling to the wayside, and the, you know, I think uh, you would run some numbers also. Uh, just the overall cost of missing missing those opportunities. Oh yeah, yeah. There's and there's you know a lot of ways to to try to quantify what it costs you to miss a call. Um, some some basic numbers on a on a kind of scenario that I've looked at before. And you you go online and you can research and find that the you know the annual auto premium in the United States is about fourteen hundred and twenty five dollars. Average commission is about twelve percent. So that's one hundred and seventy one dollars. Um, you know, potentially lost if you just miss that that one new piece of business. Um, but how much more do they lose over time on renewals? Because if you you miss that call and uh, month after month after month, it can cost eight hundred and fifty five dollars uh, in lost commission over five years. So you know, with our the, the way we work, where you just pay for you know basically the minutes that that uh, our agents are talking to your customers, paying. 
you know, for an eight-minute call that's going to cost you somewhere in the neighborhood of $10, seems like a no-brainer, you know, for the potential of losing $855. Um, and, you know, that's that's where it boils down to is is you you get the benefit of being able to be 24-7 to compete against the big carriers, and you get the benefit of being able to, uh, you know, have the round-the-clock service. But at the end of the day, it's going to put more money in your pocket. Um, you're you're not missing business um, that you're very likely missing by those 86% that hang up when they reach voicemail. Right. And, and again, back to that idea that they're not going to be necessarily overly concerned, like, hey, Jim didn't answer the phone and it was Steve. You know, it's, hey, I had to talk to Steve today because Jim wasn't available, but I'm glad I got to talk to Steve because it was handled right then and there, and I didn't have to wait for Steve to get back from the golf course or whatever B&I meeting he was at. You know what I mean? Like, it just it allows a different experience, and I think that's the more powerful experience we can provide today, like going into a, a more 24-7 mentality versus uh, this, this more kind of, like, um, scarcity mentality of, like, I need to be the one that has all communication with my clients, uh, I, 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 again, I think it's just a mindset that I get, I get kind of frustrated. I think it's a mindset set shift that I think we're, we're kind of slowly picking up on. Yeah. And, and, and again, like, like I said at the, at the beginning, the, the reluctance of letting somebody else deal with your customers is, yeah. is it, it's understandable. Um, but most folks that, that, uh, start using our service quickly adjust to, they have a new role now, and if they can make that adjustment on their end in, yeah. in how they run their day-to-day business on, I'm using this, this service to add, you know, add value to what I'm offering to my customers, and now my interactions with my customers are more focused, and they're, they're more productive, um, and I'm not handling, you know, the big one I get is, is you know, for the customers that are, that are really happy is, is you know I, I don't get all the interruptions because you can set yeah. the phone system in the office during the day that if I don't answer it on the second ring, third ring's going to be you know to us and we're going to go ahead and answer it and we can and we'll know if we got you know based on the profile that if we got a call in the middle of the day it's because you're busy <laughs> so we can tell them oh they're busy they're busy right now but I can send them a message or maybe I can help you what is it you need and you know we don't want to just send messages back. It's not. It's not just a matter of let me take a message and 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 Joey will Joey will get back to you. Yeah. It's oh, you want to make a payment? Sure, I can actually handle that for you. And you know, and then you're gonna you know you're gonna know you had a call roll over. Then you go into the system and you go, okay, what's happened here in the last you know half hour? Oh, there you go, uh, Mister Mister Jones called in and, and wanted to make a payment or wanted to ask about his balance or you know or would like to call back and we're gonna send an email that says you know need to call thinking about. Um, switching cars or need to add add my son who just got his license or you know all of the various possibilities sure. that, that that could be yeah you know and I think I think as, as you're kind of talking I'm kind of thinking I, I was hit with this parallel of you know do you think this is a, a, a struggle with patience because um, you know for me I talked to a lot of agents about hey you know create content you got to wait it's gonna take some time but if you can if you can if you can make it that long to where it starts working then you know you're going to really be enjoying life a lot much better. And I, I'm, I'm guessing you probably run into the same thing. It's like, hey, you know, you guys had the system, you had something like this in place for a week, and you know it didn't go perfectly the first week or something, right? Because you're, everybody's still learning the again the processes and the procedures. 
And it's one of those things that in week two or week three or, you know, whatever it is to where it really gets fine tuned, everybody gets on the same page. And then that's when it really just kind of kicks things into overdrive. And it's just this, the, the immediate gratification of having something work perfectly the very first time. And it might, it might, I might, might not be giving enough credit, Michael, but um, do you think that's another part of, of the challenge of, of kind of playing the long game with some of this stuff? Oh, it, it definitely is. Like I said, the not only do we need to to adjust sometimes what it is we're doing because the initial setup is is you know getting that information uh, that 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 basic information from the agency about how they do business and what it is they want us to do and and kind of you know where where are the uh, the boundaries of of what you want us to do and what you don't want us to do and, and then there'll be something that comes up that's you know kind of in a gray area and we. You know, we <laughs> we're going to probably err on the side of trying to take care of it, and the the agent may come back and say, no, no, in this situation, we need to do. You know, I, I prefer if you do that. Okay, fine, we'll we'll start doing that. So, the perception early on might be that, wow, this is really bumpy. I never should have done this. There's there's always that kind of uh, buyer's remorse, I guess. Uh, you know, since we were talking about you know people buying cars, you know, we adjust quickly. We've been doing it for 20 years. We can do that. Um, most of the agencies don't have a problem also adjusting, but there is an adjustment period. Um, and a lot of times, you know, we've got you know new customers who will call nearly every day and say, oh, I, I want to do this now. I, I want to do that now. And we encourage them, don't make too many changes too fast. Yeah. Let's, let's see how it, let, let's let it, let's settle into it because if you make too many changes too fast, you're going to end up, you know, kind of going in full circle of, of where you were, you know, the week before. Um, but yeah, there's definitely that adjustment period, um, giving it a few weeks and, and seeing how it works. But we're, we encourage people that if they, if they want to make a change to, um, you know, how they're using our service to definitely let us know. And, and we've dealt with enough folks that we can offer suggestions, you know, and say, well, we've got an agency like yours in another state that, that has a similar setup and this is what they do. Do you want to try that? You know, so our experience from that regard is a, is kind of a, uh, a sharing of experience to agencies that might be able to utilize the same approach. Yeah. Now, real quick, as we start to wrap things up, Michael, real quick, where can people go to kind of connect with you a little bit more, uh, check you guys out? Like, where's the best place to, to do that? Our our website is insureresponse.com. And, you know, for uh, big I members, there's a, there, you'll see there's a, a, a button to click on. We offer, um, some, some discounts on the, the setup fee and, and on the pricing for big eye members. You know, going to insureresponse.com is the quickest way, and there's, you can actually go through the, the setup process right online. And, uh, of course, anybody that is going to be heading down to New Orleans here in, in uh, just, just a handful of weeks, uh, you'll be hanging out as well, uh, get to meet you first. We will be there, yeah. I'll, I'll, be, there, um, I'll be there at our, at our table, and uh, I'll be the... Uh, the guy with the, the bright white hair. I've been gray since I turned about 35, and it's not going anywhere. So <laughs> I'm about 6'2 with, with bright white hair, so I stand out in the crowd. I like your style, Michael. So I got two more questions, Troy. I'm a little bit of yin and yang here. Um, kind of what, first things first, I ask this question quite a bit. What is the one thing, just from an industry-level perspective, that is – uh, I don't, just impeding just your ability to kind of take your thing to the next level. Just where where are we as an industry that you feel could really, again, help everybody involved just be better at what they do? Oh, that's a good question. You know, I think the one of the biggest things is that is that overcoming the this is how we've always done it thing. 
<laughs> um, and realizing that this is a, you know, every larger company in the world outsources, um, and but to the point that it can actually, you know, be a negative impact on their customers because, you know, whether it be overseas, an overseas call center because of, of language barriers or that they're just so large and so automated with so many phone trees that the customer gets frustrated because they can't really get to where they want. You know, we're two U.S.-based call centers. We've got trained, licensed staff, and we focus in on exactly what it is the customer, um, the, the, the client wants us to handle. And But we're flexible enough that, you know, if, if there's something that comes up, we've probably dealt with it in another capacity. So I think it's it's being able to envision um, for them to envision doing things a little differently, but looking at what has worked for others. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah, no, entirely. It's kind of, yes. a, mindset, it's kind of a mindset shift. It's awesome. a paradigm shift, if yep. you will. Uh, nothing, nothing better than a good mindset shift. It's one of the hardest things to do, but it's uh, it's fantastic when it happens for sure. Um, and finally, this is the big one. What? And I'd be curious from your position again in the in a, in a business that you know people told you twenty years ago was going to be going away. What's the one thing that you are most excited about right now, as far as the opportunity that lies ahead? Um, I think it's the the expansion of of this exact um, offering. Uh, we've been doing it on a small scale, started in the southeast, concentrated in a few states. We've got a relationship now. We've been working for, for Trusted Choice as a back office provider and for uh, Big I, or IIABA National, uh, for uh, seven or eight years doing, um, doing work for them on, for, for example, the Lexington uh, Excess and Surplus Lines uh, work that we do, and for Trusted Choice, so the trustedchoice.com website when people call and want a referral that's the, we're the folks that have been doing that for a long time but now we've worked on kind of a joint um, effort here uh, in, in conjunction with trusted choice and with big eye to offer this and we've tailored tailored this offering based on input from those two organizations um, who said you know here's what we think will benefit our agents the most and of course there was the negotiations on you know pricing and, and giving discounts and, and helping people. So we're trying to, we've made it a, uh, a, a low entry point to, to get started, you know, with a, a $250 setup fee and, and a, a low monthly minimum of $99 a month. I hate to sound like, you know, the, the local car salesman, but at those rates, anybody can afford to get in and use this service um, and have 24-7. And in working with the, the, the you know, the two national organizations, in conjunction with you know getting constant feedback from from the agents and the agencies that we work with, I am excited because it's 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 got the opportunity to obviously get much bigger, um, and it's a shared it's kind of uh, agents can think of it as a shared resource um, with each other because you know everybody's everybody's in the same boat, um, but they can't afford to do everything at once, so doing it in an incremental way with somebody with a, a track record like us offers them an opportunity. I think that, uh, that they shouldn't pass up. Of course, I'm a little biased. All right, Michael. That was fantastic. I think I'm going to leave it right there. Okay. Well, Hey, I really appreciate the time.